Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West, Salt Lake City, Utah. Joined by the chairman today. Good morning, Brett. Hey, top of the morning to you, Brian. Great to see your face. Excited for today's question. What is that? Conversation. It's a question that I've received on multiple occasions as we've started the new year, as we're talking with clients. And I, I think I've, maybe four times just this week, I've had this, this question asked of me, which is, after the bear market, 2022, which was a disaster. 2022, by the way, uh, if we're looking at returns, the, the S&P is still down from its highs, 16.69%. NASDAQ still down 27%. Yeah. Should, is now the time for these clients that have withstood that volatility, right? The ups and downs and more of the downs is now the time for those people to become more conservative in their investments. Okay. That's the question. That's the question. That's the question I'm getting a lot of the time. I, that seems like a question that uh, you know we get all the time, but maybe more so now after going through a difficult period. We've, yep. had, we've had a little bit of a rebound. It's natural to think, oh, maybe I should take advantage of this rebound and lighten up and you know reduce the people think risk. We'll talk about that. Is it, is it really reducing risk? Yes. Is it really reducing risk? You talk about a rebound as of today, NASDAQ up 10% on the year, S&P up 4.13%. So that's where we stand. Bonds, by the way, uh, corporate bond index, where are you, buddy? Uh, is 0.98%. Yeah. Okay. So there's three things that come to mind when people ask that question. It, it, number one, what's the risk of doing so right now, becoming more conservative? Second thing would be, when would someone do it? If they want, they say, hey, this volatility is just, uh, it's, it's not for me. I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. So when should somebody become more conservative? I'm calling it conservative but I, because that's what the industry hates. I even hate that terminology right? because it may not be more conservative. I think it's, it's a framing, framing it uh, incorrectly. It's, uh, it's not necessarily more conservative. It's less volatile. I'll, I'll give you that. Yes. Uh, and the third thing would be why should someone do it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about what's the risk of doing so right now, Brian. If somebody asked you, hey, I want to become more conservative, right? Let's just call it reduce volatility in your, in the portfolio. What's the risk of doing so right now? Well, so just as you mentioned earlier, stocks are off, still off their highs significantly. In the meantime, businesses, we talk about stocks. We like to call them businesses. Businesses continue to invest in their, reinvest their profits and revenues back into the business and growing their future earnings. So the intrinsic value, the underlying value of businesses are higher today than, than they were a year ago, two years ago, even though stock prices are down. But the underlying, you know, you have stock prices and then you have this, the value of a business and, and sometimes prices, they, they go in different directions. Yeah. But that value can, doesn't change that much. The value is you know, usually just slowly growing or growing rapidly if it's a high growth business. But prices go up and down. And so I think price, the value of businesses is higher. Prices are down. So there, there's 
there's significant value today that if investors sells, I think, or they're leaving money on the table. So they're giving up some op future opportunity to grow their net worth by doing that. Now, I would counter that, counter that argument a little bit and say, are you invested appropriately for your long-term goals and objectives and you know financial financial goals if you're not then that's another conversation we'll talk about that yeah. as well yeah the risk of doing so now uh is the nasdaq well let's even go off the s p the s p is up four percent your corporate bond index is up 0.98 percent so which do you think will have a greater rebound because we know after every bear market there is a bull market so what will have the greater rebound in the coming years, stocks or bonds? Yeah. Well, so right now, interest rates are, have gone up significantly. And we know there's an inverse relationship with, with uh, interest rates and bond prices. As interest rates go up, bond prices are actually going down. So there's this inverse relationship. And... You know, so it really depends, and as, far, as far as bonds go, it really depends on where you think bond prices are going, where, in, where inflation is going. If you believe inflation is going to be significantly higher in the future and uh, bond prices are going to go up, you know, bond, if, if interest rates go up, bond prices are going to go down. So, I mean... If interest rates settle down a percent. If, if interest rates go down... 10 years at three so, and a half. You know, bond prices, that means, that, that means bond prices are going to go up. But over the long term, there's no question uh, that stocks are the better value, in my opinion. So let's look at the last 10 years. Bonds, uh, this is the bond index, 11.93% cumulative. That's not annualized. That's cumulative. That's over what period? Uh, 10 years. Okay. The S&P 500, 90.4%. Uh, NASDAQ, 103, 33%. Mm-hmm. So, because, here's the, old, the whole argument, because there's more volatility in stocks, that's the price you pay for greater returns on the other side. Right. So, if somebody has ridden down their stocks in this recent bear market, now's not the time. The risk of moving from one asset class to another right now is the risk that you just mentioned, which is if we're going to rebound in the average bull market after a bear market's 233-ish to 300%, why would I lock in my losses on my stocks right now, which is the destruction of capital, and move to something less volatile? Right. Like to me, that's one of the most risky things you could do right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I'll, I'll counter a little bit that that argument, and I know you don't want to hear this, but I'll counter. Uh, no, go for it. I'll counter it a little bit. Bond bond interest rates are much more attractive today than they were, you know, a year or two ago. We've talked about that many times, and I remember a couple of years ago saying, uh, you know, probably the biggest bubble in the in financial markets was government treasuries, and look what ha look look what's happened to Over government treasuries. Over ten years. The 20-year treasury down 21%. Yeah. Over 10 years? Over 10 years. That's the cumulative That's return. That's the cumulative return yeah. over 10 years, down 21%. That's your bubble. I knew it was a bubble, but I didn't know when it was going to burst. Same thing with stocks. We, we see that over and over again. So bonds are a lot more attractive today than they have been in a long time. 
really probably going back to the financial crisis. That's, you know, uh, over a decade ago. So bonds are a lot more attractive, but really if, if you're trying to build wealth, there's no better way to do it than owning a business better than bonds. And, but what you really need to do when investors need to ask themselves is what is the appropriate mix of stocks and bonds in their portfolio based on their long-term goals and objectives? That's another conversation. If you're moving out of stocks to go into bonds because you're worried about losing money in stocks, well, we know that's not the right argument. We know that if, you own, if you're a long-term investor in stocks, and maybe this is a good time to bring this up. Is it, can I bring this? Sure. So we know that if the longer you invest in stocks, the longer you're invested in stocks, the risk of owning stocks, the risk, the volatility in owning stocks goes down dramatically. For example, if you own stocks over a one-year period, it's up 75% on average every year, or not up 75%, but they're up 75% of the time yes. over every one-year period. You're, you're getting a positive return. Look, we're just talking about probabilities of making money. Right. So if you invest with a one-year time horizon, the the market's up 75% of the time. 75% That's a pretty good probability. Right. So, so seven and a half out of 10 times, you're up. Yeah. Over a three-year period, the markets are up. You're up about 80 or up 84% of the time over a three-year period. So you, you're- Which is even better. It's even better. Over a five-year period, 88% of the time, st stocks make money. Over a 10-year period, 94% of the time. So if you're, if you're just straight looking at the probabilities and you say, okay, there's an 84% chance over the next three years you're going to make money in, in stocks, like, would you take that trade? I would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a 16, really a little under 16% probability you won't. Right. I'm taking that trade all day long. Right. So our point is stocks are not risky assets if you're a long-term investor. If you are a short-term investor, one year or less, then the odds of losing money are 25% approximately. 25% mm -hmm. of the time, if you're a short-term investor, you're going to probably, you, you may lose money. But if you're a long-term investor, the odds are really in your favor. Even, even over a one-year period, they are in your favor, but that's, that's, I wouldn't take that bet. I, the three-year, five-year, 10-year, that's why we talk about all the time. We sound like a broken record. If you're a long-term investor, three, five, and 10 years or longer, odds are very good that you're going to make money yeah. owning stocks. Yeah. That's what history tells us going back to, um, I think the very beginning of the 19th century, 1900 yeah. is what those returns are from. So when should somebody do it and why should somebody move from, from, a volatile portfolio to a less volatile portfolio. And that's simply, to me, the, the way that I answered this question for those people that asked it was, hey, what is, this, what, do you, what is this money, what's the goal of this money? What are you trying to accomplish? If you're able to, based on a financial plan with Spencer and Matthew, if you're able to identify a high probability, again, it's back to probabilities, if you're able to identify a high probability of success of being less volatile in your portfolio and still accomplishing your financial goals, great. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. If you're not and your probabilities go down because you want to be less volatile in your portfolio, then you can't be, <laughs> right? Even if you want to be. 
Yeah. It's, so it's based on those long-term goals and objectives. It's the wrong way to think about it. And I, I, I really think that's important. That's a, a advertisement for why everybody should sit down with Matthew and Spencer and do a financial plan, have a plan. And uh, I think that will make makes a big difference. And it really lets you know if whether or not you're invested appropriately based on your goals and objectives. And you're not making an emotional decision. So – if you're if you have the same question and you're saying, "Hey, should I be more conservative?" or again, I hate that term, less volatile in my portfolio, and you haven't met with Spencer and Matthew, you have to build a financial plan, and then based on the probabilities of success and everything else that they talk to you, uh, you know, will dictate how we invest the money. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the time right now, if you've ridden down you know, the bear market in equities, you likely should probably, you know, ride it back up and then move to a less volatile portfolio. Statistically, and, and from a probability standpoint, that's absolutely, that's right. I mean, that's, that's correct. It, selling, mu- selling your businesses when prices are down is, is generally, is, out of fear, is, out of fear is, is usually a bad idea. Yep. Yeah. Look at this 20-year return in equities. Every 20-year rolling period, there's a 100% probability based on these numbers from Nick Murray of making money. Yeah, historically, that's, that's, the, that's the data right there. Over every 20-year period, going back to, you said 100 years? Is that what it is? 1926. 1926, almost 100 years every 20 year rolling 20 year period you made money owning stocks now that seems like a long time and it is a long time but still 15 years 99 percent <laughs> 10 year 90 90, 90 rounding up 95 90 yeah 94 95 percent one year 75 percent yeah and i i've been uh i've been doing it i've been in the business 30 years and i would say the lot well statistically i think the data says that the last 20 years has been some of the most volatile <laughs> markets in history which is why the returns have been great yeah yeah they're 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 locked at the hip if you own a good business Mm -hmm. right prior to uh the the, well their financial crisis and then dot-com bubble and then there was a small recession in uh well there was a 2002 recession oh that was the coming off the dot-com but there was a 94 92 93 94 recession something like it's somewhere in that time frame but you go back you have to go clear back to the 70s before before they had you know really major financial uh disruptions in markets and yep. we've had just in the last 20 years we've had uh, three major you know disruptions in markets uh, i guess so. that's the last point for somebody wondering what they should do number one it's based on your plan number two can you handle every five years just lock it in your brain. Every five years, can you handle a 30% drawdown? Yeah. If you can, for the subsequent 150, 200, 300% return, you know, if you can't handle that 30% drawdown, let's talk. <laughs> Owning business, especially in public markets, is volatile. There's no question. And that's one of the things you have to do. You said that's the price you pay. That It is. It is. That's the price of, of admission. The price of success. Yep. That's why it's hard. 
it's difficult for a lot of people. It's difficult for everybody. Psychologically. Yeah, psychologically. But it's very rewarding if to as an investor, if you're a long term investor, you can great rewards. Amen, brother. Okay. <laughs> Until next time. Bye now. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by...